Welcome to episode four of The Only Way Out is Through, where we explore everyday decision-making through personal stories of how people like you and me face our biggest challenges. Today, I'm here with Dimitri Jero, a friend and fellow product development nerd. I first met Dimitri shortly after he moved to Chicago from Memphis to work at Uptake. He recently moved again, and he's joining us today from his new home in New York. Dimitri, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. Excited to be on. Uh, this is the first podcast I've done, so yeah, all right. A lot, a lot of well, it's my fourth. It's my fourth. So here we are, beginning together. I love it. Um, awesome. So let's talk about this decision. I know you thought about it for a while, but for listeners, can you give us a little bit of background? Like, what made you think that it was time for a change, or was there some kind of trigger? Was there a combination of factors? Sure. So why you- why are you in New York? Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Without, without going on too long of, of an odyssey, um, I, my brother moved out here right after he graduated and while I was in Chicago. And so I'd been to New York a couple of times, but once he had moved out, really started visiting consistently and really started to enjoy the visits more and more. And always in, in the back of my mind kind of thought that could be a potential next place. Um, was really enjoying Chicago for a really long time. However, uh, really at the start of this year, I would say I felt both professionally and personally uh, things were starting to uh, just kind of slow down and I was feeling rather stagnant and kind of just used that as a moment to look at, did I see myself in Chicago long-term? Starting to evaluate some other career opportunities as well. And so, those two sort of blended in what does the next step look like holistically. And so um, really that's where New York was on a very short list of next potential places. Uh, I've also started, I was thinking about, you know, working abroad and was looking at some international programs. So I can't say it was like definitely New York only. It was more of, I needed a change and that kind of then spurred a, a lot of research into all sorts of things to try to figure out what to do from there. So what other, what other things did you consider? Sure. So uh, I was looking at this program called Remote Year, which was a work study abroad almost where 70 to 100 people uh, join this program and work, continue to work remotely with their existing companies or a company that will sponsor them to work remotely. and then you would live in a new city uh, each month for a year. And typically each program spanned at least three different continents. And so wow. I thought that would, that would be crazy um, and super exciting. Do you know anyone who's done it? I, I do not. I, uh, I do not. I have some friends that have been a little more nomadic uh, after right. uh, in, their, in their early career. And I always oh. had a little envy of that. Uh, I grew up moving, right. so I never... Growing up, never lived in a place more than a couple of years, and it was always to. So that's how you can feel stagnant after four years in Chicago. It wasn't even four years, was it? Yeah, it was a uh, two and a half. So that's uh, <laughs> a little bit into my. Side. Well, I could see uh, how you'd feel stagnant after that amount of time. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> so there's probably going to need to be some long-term conversations at some point <laughs> with somebody on that front, but. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. I love I, it though. I mean, that's that's. Uh, very cool. Between career and geography, which was a, a bigger priority in the in the decision making? I would say career. And 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 I'm gonna qualify that. 
I, I wasn't really looking at other cities in the US outside of New York. The thing I loved about Chicago was, you know, barring the winter months, it's a pretty walkable city. Public transit access is, is fairly decent for a lot of its citizens. And, and I really wanted to continue that kind of lifestyle. And mm -hmm. New York is that to the nth degree. And so uh, I wasn't really looking on the West Coast very much. Uh, but that being said, it was really, you know, I, I have had a, a great opportunity at Uptake. I've learned a lot and I've grown a lot. And so I wasn't just going to take a new role for a new role's sake. I wanted to be very deliberate and, and diligent in what that next step was that could continue to allow me to grow and maybe provide some things I, I just felt like I wasn't getting at the time. And so that's where mm -hmm. I really started aggressively looking and and figuring out what is the next step and how do I continue to grow as a, a product nerd, as you eloquently <laughs> put, which I'm going to definitely start hopefully, hopefully you don't <laughs> mind me including you in that in that club. No, I, I love it. I love it. It's, it's a lot less pretentious than some of the other uh, product manager descriptions. <laughs> um, so yeah, as, as, a, as a product nerd. So that's that, that was really where I started looking. But then... I kind of took a, a product approach to this whole thing where, you know, what's the outcome you want? If, if change is that, you don't need to couple a new job, a new city, a new role, all in, all in one, one swoop. And so then right. I started to have conversations internally at Uptake and seeing, could this be feasible to what degree? And so kind of played both teams a little bit where I, I was kind of looking at some external options, but then also trying to figure out how I could reposition my current role to allow me to do some of the personal things I, I've been wanting and, and looking for. I think that's smart. And I think actually when, when you do take that approach of looking at the outcome, then you can, that it does free you up to look at multiple ways to get there. And in some cases, maybe one that you didn't consider, maybe like you said, you weren't necessarily married to the, the job that you were in, but you liked it. And if, if you could get the outcome you wanted, then you still can make it work. I love that. Yeah. And I think so a lot of people, when a lot of people, when they get to that feeling of stagnant, they just say, okay, well, I got to burn everything down. <laughs> I'm going to start over with everything. And it, it seems like you were smart enough to consider that maybe everything didn't need to change at once. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I appreciate the credit you're giving me. I definitely, <laughs> I, <laughs> I definitely initially took the more, I don't want to say rash approach, but everything had to change sort of thinking right. because I think that's just what we know. When you feel stuck, uh -huh. it's get me out as soon as possible at, at, at any expense. And um, what I really realized in my position was patience is going to be my biggest asset. So uh, without being indecisive, really trying to evaluate, well, what, what, what is not working in the current situation? What would you like to keep from it? And then use that as a position of strength, not so much a cost to you. And so when that sort of clicked, I felt like I mentally was able to slow down, really think what I wanted right. and then pursue things internally in in a much more fun way than that feeling of having right. to get out and just change your life like desperate like so, desperate for a change yeah yeah so did you talk yourself off that ledge or who do you who do you look to when you're when you're trying to make a decision like this i do a lot of internal thinking and and sort of synthesizing but um i i would say i i supplement that with uh 
probably a, a core group of people that I, I very much trust and really seek their counsel on, on major decisions. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my parents, both of them, and they, they each have their own perspectives, but um, knowing them and having the relationship I do with them, I'm able to kind of take their feedback uh, and really, really, you know, use it how I want, but it's, it's opinions I trust and value. And so right. they were, they were very helpful. And then I have some really close friends that, uh, provided some different insight and different challenges, um, on, on the paradigm that really kind of helped get me to where that was. I can't say it was one thing I read online. I was like, Oh, why am I thinking this way? That's silly. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was a much more fluid sort of thought right. process that had, I, I don't even know how many inputs that actually got me to that eureka moment, if you will. Right. Well, I think I saw you on kind of both ends of it. And it was at least a couple months worth of, of, of research and thinking and consulting the universe. So right. uh, do you remember, like, do you remember the moment you decided, okay, I am doing this? What ultimately kind of crystallized it all? Sure. I, I think the biggest thing was there's the, I am, I have decided I'm going to do this. And then there's the, this is happening now. Right. And those right. may not actually be at the same point in time. So when I started working with uptake to figure out what does a remote product manager look like in this role at our organization, it was really at that point where I was like, I am looking to move. I know at this point in my life, staying in Chicago is not what I, I want to do. And so from there, how do I make that happen? That being said, that was also a two-month lag time before the official approval and program in what that looked like. And not to say right. I wasn't also looking at external opportunities at that point, but for me it was, I really want to go with a, a I want to go with some role because uh, my career is important to me and I, I enjoy these challenges and I don't want to lose out on that just because I was impatient. And so, right. um, so that was the, to go back to your question, that was a little tangential, but I, no, I, once like I started it. pitching to uptake. That was the decision to go. Once the approval happened, it was a little bit of like, okay, this is, this is definitely happening now. And I think you and I actually caught up right around that time where it was like, well, I've got nothing figured out and I'm moving in three weeks. How was this decision to move different than your decision to move to Chicago from Memphis? I mean, your, your life so, has changed a lot, I think, in that time. How, how did this decision feel? Was there a different approach? Was it more obvious, different in what ways? Sure. So I would say the spirit of the decision was actually very similar to Memphis. However, the approach and, and learnings and the way I did it, I would say, was much more efficient than the first time. Just to so give context, I lived in Memphis for six years or almost six years between four years of undergrad and then uh, a couple years uh, working afterwards. And so in that experience, I would say I was, I was very frustrated in my, in my role and just re- had realized that this was not the career path I wanted. And so where the move from Chicago to New York, I would say differs greatly is I feel like I'm on the path that I want. And so 
it's more of, all right, how do you be deliberate and diligent in finding the more nuanced next step where when I was trying to leave Memphis, I was trying to figure out, okay, what do I actually want to do? Um, the career opportunities and growth of the city just weren't there. So where do I want to go? Uh, and then how do I position what I've been doing to a totally new career path while also not starting at the, the absolute bottom again? And so right. uh, that I would say that was probably a little more emotionally driven. And I also think the decision to leave Memphis was a lot harder than the decision to leave Chicago because some of my closest friends still still live there. So that in that that was a and you a were there longer. I mean, you were yeah. you were there longer. You went through really big transitions in your life, college and and all of that as well. So yeah, I, I can see that for sure. Yeah. So it it was like I felt like a lot of growth had happened in that city. I also. I love it for its its own reasons, and so it, it will always have a special place in my heart. But um, to know that that was kind of an end of a period of my life was something I had actively decided, but it was also uh, a challenge in in that decision. Yeah, also really big. I think I forgot about that whole element of career transition where you were in financial services before, right? Yes, yeah, I was working. For? in uh, business valuation. And then we did a little financial consulting, but our core business was valuing uh, private entities. And so right. a great skill set. Loved that I kind of got that experience, but to then transition it to an operating company orient, particularly in technology, when I had no formal background was, uh, uh, was a challenge and, and required a lot of outside work on top of just trying to figure out what is the next step. Right. And where should I live? And oh, now I'm in a new, oh, and now I'm in a new city, et cetera. So yeah, that's, um, it, it is interesting to co compare those two, two decisions, two and a half years apart. And yeah. Kind of see, I mean, you can just, I can hear it in your, in the way that you describe it, the, the growth that's happened. So it's really interesting. Yeah. And, and part so, of it's like, you also haven't done it before. Right. So there, there's the whole element of like going back to product nerd iterating since the first time. So that also, I, I also looked to that move and transitioning and kind of looked back at what did I not like about what I did in that process and what did I really like about it? And, and how do I kind of take the good while trying to mitigate some of the mistakes along the way? I love it. Is there a mistake that you made the first time through that you avoided the second time through? Uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing was I, I had looked for a long time. It was probably uh, close to a year in trying to figure out what the next step was. And when you were in I Memphis, while I was in Memphis, sorry. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I talked about it all the time and whether I was intentionally actively doing it or not, it kind of created just this like, air of frustration and a lot of things that didn't need it. And so uh, when I was in Chicago and trying to decide to move, although there were certainly personal and professional frustrations or what have you, I did, I still tried to enjoy being there a lot more because right. uh, knowing it, it was coming to an end. And I love so, that. Yeah. Um, and so like, I, I'm not wildly proud or, or whatever. I, I just think there was a, 
a lack of maturity in in kind of compartmentalizing the act to go, but yet still trying to enjoy the moment. Uh, and, and that's Love something it. I was trying to work on. Very cool. Well, now that you've made the move and you've made this decision and you've learned from these two moves, is there any um, advice you'd give someone facing a similar decision? Yeah, I would say, and partly this is just, you know, my personal experience, but I think moving and and just living in new areas is wildly important and you won't love every place the same. And there will, I'm sure will be things that uh, in cities you like more than others. That's definitely been my experience, but uh, just the exposure to new people, different lifestyles and frankly, the process of starting over, I think is wildly cathartic and hard. And I just think it's something that's good to try. And so if any if yeah. anyone is kind of considering it and just feeling stuck, there's a way to transition out without totally cutting off the, the place or experience you're in. And so um, I think that's for also it. Yeah, like it's, it's incredibly important to stay connected to those people, but you can't not do something because of it either. And I, I think it's just striking that balance. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing with us today, Dimitri. Yeah, thank you for having me. I I appreciate it. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, and thank you listeners for joining us for episode four of The Only Way Out is Through, a podcast about everyday decision-making. In the show notes, I'll share some resources about moving from one city to another and a decision-making tactic this story illustrates. You can find the notes and all our other episodes at lifeinmotionguide.com. Until next time, take care.